I mean, I have so much more awareness now of my thoughts, emotions, behavior that I then I, I had I have much more of that now than I did in the past and that's been hugely rewarding because I feel so much more connected to myself. Like actually knowing myself feels like a gift. Um, and yeah, in every session I would just get a little bit more of a glimpse into why I was behaving the way I was behaving. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it's just something that's like stuck with me now. Now I'm just like moving forward in life kind of just more secure in, in who I am. Hey y'all, welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. My name is Taylor Chandler and I'm your host. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a certified health coach. I'm a certified personal trainer. I just love people getting healthy. And so that's why I'm so happy to be sharing Stephanie with you today. Okay, because Stephanie really came into an incredibly healthy emotional and mental space in our work together. We work together in several different capacities. She had been working on these issues for quite some time and what we were able to accomplish in a short amount of time is really incredible and so I believe this is going to be motivating for so many people to know that regardless of how long you have known about it or how short you have known about it but how long you might have been dealing with these issues that possibility for change is absolutely here for you and I think I have to say let me go ahead and um, pat myself on the back I think the probability of change working with me is, is pretty high I've got to say I've got to say at this point At this point, and so Stephanie and I have a really great conversation for you, um, especially if you identify with some um, anxious or codependent habits, patterns. Um, Stephanie is your girl, and she is going to walk us through the change that has happened for her, what it was like to go through this process, and what is different for her now. Okay, y'all, sit back, relax, enjoy. Ooh, ooh.
Can you introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. Um, I'm Stephanie. I'm currently 33 years old and I live in Los Angeles. So many of my clients live in California, uh, which is, it's just, a, it's, like a, it's, a, it's an energy thing, I think. I think it's an energy thing. I don't know. Um, I think it is an energy thing. Yeah. It's different. Coasts are, coasts are different. I mean, I'm from Virginia Beach. I don't know. Something about when you're like by water a lot, I think like actually does have an effect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. So uh, what did we do together? Like what work did we do together? Um, so I was in reattach, your reattach group, recalibrate, recalibrate, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we do what we've been doing one on one for the last several months. Yeah. So we did from you started with the twelve session, and then we did fewer. Um, so yeah, yeah and, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think I just oh, I used my free call with you, and then we were talking about my life and um yeah i think we did a few one-on-one sessions first and then i decided to join reattach and then yeah we were just doing one-on-ones in between that mm-hmm. and then recalibrate and then some more one-on-ones yeah Dang. yeah you you were doing a lot of work <laughs> you were doing a lot of work i needed to yeah. yeah i needed to do a lot of work <laughs> so you did yeah we started with the one-on-ones and we ran into grooving recalibrate happened which people don't even hear i never mentioned recalibrate it's probably the very first time that it has even come up on this podcast if any i can't even remember another time i've even said it because i don't talk about it because it's since it's only for for the listeners because stephanie obviously you know this recalibrates only for people who have done reattach so it's not something that i talk about on the podcast because it's not something that someone can just like hop into without doing anything Mm -hmm. else um so yeah stephanie did that um and then we did some one-on-ones after the groups were done as well and we all and you were also someone that did like you mentioned one-on-ones in between that's a question that comes up for people like if i do group can i do one-on-ones if i do one-on-ones can i do like people are kind of wondering Mm -hmm. how it goes and it just really just depends on the person and like what's happening and also like what someone's capacity is to kind of go through all that stuff so all of that. Totally. Um, what was happening in your life that told you it was a good idea to get a therapist just in general involved? Yeah, well, I've been in therapy pretty consistently for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a handful of therapists during that time. And they all had um, a very passive approach, which is something that I was very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um but I was also going week after week. I, I mean, I was consistent. I was going week after week and talking about the same shit with no real resolve. Mm-hmm. And and also being open about my feelings um, just wasn't something I felt that I could do growing up. So it just didn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So um, with my therapist, I was holding back so much and I spent, so much of my sessions focusing on um, external stuff that was going on, mm-hmm. uh, which I had absolutely no control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time that I found you, I was dating a lot and getting my heart broken and just felt so confused about why I seemed to keep ending up in similar situations that left me feeling hurt. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it was our first one-on-one session that you mentioned. I had characteristics of codependency, which mm-hmm. at that time I had a really vague understanding of. Mm-hmm. But um, at your recommendation, I started going to codependence anonymous meetings. Yeah. And I was just blown away by how much I related mm-hmm. to everyone who was sharing. It was mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like life altering. So, um, so yeah, I was in therapy for the last 10 years. No one ever brought up codependency and I was just shocked. I was like shocked and impressed that in our first session, you clocked that and then (laughs) gave me the tools to work through it. And I was like, this is amazing. You also recommended a workbook that I got right away. So, um, yeah, you really Helped me turn a corner, <laughs> which is great. Um, so much to say about that. Uh, codependency, 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 which is now all that recalibrate is focused on. Stephanie, when you did it, it was codependency was a part of it, but now it's literally all of it because it is such an issue. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, that first session, it was like just blaring, glaring, blaring, all, both things, glaring and blaring <laughs> in my face. Yeah. I'm like, hello, codependency. How about that? And then that was another thing. I mean, not only you did all, you literally did everything. You did everything. Uh-huh. And that was really, really yeah. great. Just like how receptive you were. Um, Coda happened, which is Codependence Anonymous, which is free mm-hmm. um, for people to get involved in. And isn't it wild how like, you hear other people talking about the same thing. Like I think people, people hear this podcast and they're like, wow, like I hear myself, but it's not Mm -hmm. because of, it's just me. Like code. If you were to go to a CODA meeting, if you identify with codependency, like Stephanie's talking about, and you go to a CODA meeting, you're going to hear that kind of conversation as well. Where like, um, not necessarily solving it, but like the way that we kind of give out solutions, but cause CODA is more of a support group for most of the meetings mm-hmm. where like you're just where you're able to like share about the experience of having codependency, I think is a good way of putting it. Um, but what was that yeah. like for you to be in that? Cause that was early on where you, I think like literally was that it was the first session that I suggested the coda meeting. So like yeah. when you were in it, um, what was surprising? What, what, what was the surprise? Um, yeah, I guess that I, was not alone in my suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just like hearing how relatable everyone was. I mean, it made me break down. I was like crying on camera. Mm -hmm. But I I was also trying to push myself to to be a little bit uncomfortable in those Mm -hmm. meetings and push myself to share in front of a bunch of strangers, mm-hmm. which I think like actually helped me a little bit more in entering uh, reattach because yeah. I'd never done anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, reattach was much more intensive than going to a CODA meeting, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was re- it's just eye opening. Yeah. Like there's a place for solutions and there's a, pl- which is like what the groups are and what one-on-one is like there's, yes, there's sharing and yes, there's also solutions because we want to move, mm-hmm. the, we want to move forward, but there's also a really important um, part of just being able to be seen and share and to understand like that other people have the issue. And I, uh, 
that was something I just remember feeling in our first session that that you just hadn't had. Like where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, like you can work with me and yeah, we want to move it along, sure. But then what about just being able to have the problem? That is such an like yeah. people don't I think we want to bypass that because we can feel like weak or feel like it's not actually doing anything. But it really mm-hmm. is like being able to witness others and being able to have yourself witness um, being yeah. able to witness others and having having others witness you, I guess, is a better way of putting it. That is such a big part of the healing process if you've never had it before, especially. It can also be helpful if it's, if it's just along the way. But if it's never, ever happened, uh, or I shouldn't say along the way, I should say, like, even if you have had it, it's still helpful. But that, like, kind of the – if it's never happened at all, it's even more, like you said, eye-opening and healing just to be in that space. So it's not just um, – like there is something to just like not doing anything about the problem, like to just be allowed to have mm-hmm. it and to be able to identify the spaces where you're able to have it without judgment. Um, it's really, really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was like meditation in a way. Mm-hmm. And I was in these groups. I was like, wow, yeah. yeah, I was like focused on other people's stories. I was thinking less about my own <laughs> pain, but yeah. also like identifying with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about bringing in Coda to this <laughs> to this conversation today. So I appreciate you saying that because it's going to help other people to hear that um, there is somewhere to go to be heard and also to hear others. And mm-hmm. if it's something that you, um, if someone, that, if a listener is hearing it and feel, there's a lot of shake me, a lot of shame surrounding it. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing into yeah. the conversation because I wasn't even thinking about it. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Yeah. In our work together, what was the, what was the most rewarding change that you made? Like what, if you could almost like quantify the, uh, like if you quantified like the input and the output and you were like, Whoa, <laughs> I got a lot of output <laughs> on this input. What do you, what would it, what would it be? I mean, I have so much more awareness now of my thoughts, emotions, behavior that I, then I, I had, I have much more of that now than I did in the past. And that's been hugely rewarding because I feel so much more connected to myself. Like actually knowing myself feels like a gift. Um, and yeah, in every session I would just, get a little bit more of a glimpse into why I was behaving the way I was behaving. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it's just something that's like stuck with me now. Now I'm just like moving forward in life kind of just more secure in, in who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is like uh, invaluable. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation um, the other day. It was I was doing a live with someone, uh, another therapist, and we were talking about how I was saying how, like, yeah, like, I price this thing, but, like, I don't know how to actually price it. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't think we yeah. can price. It's just like with my therapist. Like, the therapist that I've worked with, I don't go to therapy regularly now, but, like, if there's something that comes up and I still will go back and, like, it, it's no issue to me. Um, but I think about, like, I often think about her. And the work, of course, and the work that we've done together, because it's so this, too. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, I really can't price it. And I remember when I, I, cause I worked with her for years um, and would, uh, yeah, still go back. So when I was in school, I had one price. And then when I graduated, cause she had a student price. And then when I graduated, I had the real adult price. <laughs> and I remember mm-hmm. um, avoiding therapy for several weeks because I needed to pay more. And I had some resistance to that. And, mm-hmm. um, and now when I think about it, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, literally, she's basically just charging me like a price, like the, just the rate of therapy. But like what I got from it is worth, I mean, I can't even put a, a like a multiplier on it. Like it's not like 10 times more or a hundred times more. It's just like, wow, like this is literally a new way of being. It's a, it was a part of the process, right? A huge part of it. I'm like, and it helped. So it helped me create a new way of being. I can't price that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, therapy is expensive, but mm-hmm. when it's so, it's so worth it. I, I'm like kind of at a loss for words right now, but it's like, I, I don't know where I would be without it. I would probably be suffering even more to, mm-hmm. than how I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know that that was something for me. I was like, I have to prioritize this. Mm-hmm. This is, this is super important to me and I have to do this. So mm-hmm. I think it just, mm-hmm maybe just depends on like where you are in your life and your commitment to feeling better, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a huge piece of it. It's not just like, do you have the problem? But like, do you really want to solve it? And do you really want to solve it for good? Uh (laughs) And like, do you just want to like go ahead and get it out of the way? Something that I noticed about you that I want to point out that I think is like underlying so much of what you said so far. First of all, you sound so clear. Like we're have, I feel like we're just very clear oh. with each other right now, which is really a good, like, yeah. nice, like, warm kind of feeling. Um, it's sort of like how yeah. just healthy relationships feel, <laughs> like where you're like, okay, yeah, like it's just very, it's very even and clear right now. So I want to point that out, but I also want to point out how brave you were through these sessions because there were times, Stephanie, in those sessions where the the, the fear was just like dripping off of your face. I mean, it really was like, there were times where it was just like almost like shell shock about things. And the fact that you did it all, it not, you did one-on-ones and you did both groups and you were able to, and you do one-on-one and you did one-on-ones after, but like, so to, to have that level of like such expressed fear and like, um, just, that and then to, to do it anyway and you always went to you always came to session I don't think there was one session actually I think you were sick once I remember I had it yeah I think I missed one yeah there was there was one time and you just stuck with it and as hard as all as hard as some sessions were which were a lot of the early ones <laughs> they were hard as, as it is for most people mm-hmm. like you did every single thing anyway like even the code of stuff like outside of what was quote-unquote required like just coming to the sessions like you did the stuff outside got a workbook like did all these things so I want to know mm-hmm. what was it that allowed you to persist even though it was like such there was it was such difficulty along the way like what was that I think I had just gotten to a point where everything I had tried in the past was not working. And I 
I was even relying on coping mechanisms that were unhealthy and just to like feel momentarily better, more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it's just, it's not sustainable. And I knew, I knew that I, I needed to change Mm -hmm. something. And I really do believe that we find the things that we need when we need them. And you just popped up and I, (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm just so grateful that I found you and you're doing this work and it's, just helped me so much. Take a little break. Mm-mm. Love this ad music. Don't you love it? I love it. Okay. So first I have to tell you this. Recalibrate is not offered at this time. It's May 19th, 2022. As of this recording of this ad, um, And so I want to let you know that Recalibrate is not being offered. That is the follow-up group to reattach. I need to incubate it in me for a while and see what needs to be changed. I ran the group several times. Things went well, but there is something that I just know needs to change and be different about that group. I do believe a follow-up group in some capacity would be good for reattach, but I need to figure out what that is, um, how to develop that in a way that's going to um, really be aligned with the integrity of my work and the excellence of my work. And I need, so I need to take some time with that. Okay. So as of right now, May 19th, 2022, it's not being offered by the time you listen to this, who knows what'll be going on. Okay. Um, so aside from that, if you want, if you're interested in doing one-on-ones or the reattached group, which reattached, Oh, it's so good. Okay. Reattach one-on-ones. Stephanie did both of those too. So, um, if you're interested in those, the uh, click the appropriate links in the show notes. Okay. The links are also in my Instagram bio at I am Taylor Chandler. That is also my website. I am Taylor Chandler.com where you can see it written, um, the, the, uh, details and things. Okay. Details and things about the things about the one-on-ones and about the groups and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, just want to let you know, give you that little update, take a little breather here. Mm-hmm. Isn't Stephanie doing great? We have more, we have more. Let's get back to it. Yeah, you like, so, even though you yeah. were like, it was like a, a shitty time, you were still able to like recognize that there was a solution and you still found the will to actually yeah. act on it instead of just being like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like you saw a solution and you actually did something about it. Yeah. And I, even like having, um, it's hard to find a therapist, I think, that you connect with, but since I had been in therapy for 10 years, I just kind of assumed that maybe all therapists are the same and that I was just going to end up getting the same results. But, um, no, (laughs) no, I got very different results with you and I'm much better for it. Do you remember anything that was said during session or anything that you reflected on outside of session that was the most difficult to accept, but that did something for you? Yeah. Um, I do remember realizing that the behavior that I engaged in in the past that I thought was selfless and done out of love was actually self-betrayal. Um, I was (laughs) ignoring my needs 
um, to attend to someone else's and then completely losing myself in the process. And that was, that was a really bittersweet moment for me because I started to see myself through a more compassionate lens and I was gaining an understanding of why I operated that way. Um, so yeah, I was feeling a lot of things, just like a lot of anger and sadness towards myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but then it kind of shifted into more, more of a compassionate lens and and just an understanding of this is pretty much how I was programmed. Mm -hmm. And now it's my responsibility to just update the software. Um, but yeah, having that realization was, was huge for me. Yeah. Wow. That was like a really, I think, good overview of the whole trajectory of like, that is such a huge piece of the codependency thing. There are other things that are involved, but like just that understanding yeah. and be in like what you just described as um, that initial kind of like shock of what it is, which is not being selfless. It is self-betrayal. So being able to just recognize what it is is shocking in itself and a bit like traumatizing in a way like of like, whoa, what have I been doing and what have I been? I think the other part of the what have I been doing is what have I been creating, which is this negative experience that now I'm in therapy for. So then it's the the realizing that I have a whole lot to do with this. Other people have their part, but it's my life and this is my part. And I have a whole lot to do with this big problem is a bit, um, mm-hmm. not a bit, That let me not undermine it. Like, it's like shocking. It's like traumatizing. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like, who am I? What's going on? Yeah. And then what you described right. as like the anger and the sadness about it, we, we, can, we can become angry and sad towards ourselves, but then also at other people for like the feeling of like, you took yeah. advantage of me or why didn't anyone tell me or stop me mm-hmm. or all of that, right? Where we're kind of going through this who's responsible for this? (laughs) Like who did this? Mm -hmm. And then what I heard you also say, and that was such a good nutshell. What I also heard in that is like, when you realize, you mentioned programming. And so when we're talking about program, we're usually talking about like childhood and early experiences where those beliefs and attitudes about ourselves and others are formulated. And so then our parents get involved, right? Not necessarily literally, like in session, right? But emotionally and mentally, now we have to totally reassess what happened, which is truly a re-traumatization, which is an actual thing where you experience some of the traumas. Like for example, emotional invalidation is a big one, right? So where you, where you mm-hmm. literally have gone through that as an individual, but then you observe it later as an adult. And that is an example of like re-traumatization where you've already gone through it, but now you're revisiting it and seeing it for what it really is and experiencing all of those feelings that go with it. And we got anger and sadness and guilt and resentment and shame and stuff all wrapped up in that. So I love that you were said this trajectory because you also mentioned how you come out of that. Like that is a piece Mm -hmm. of the process that is literally necessary. Like we cannot bypass the anger. We cannot bypass the resentment. 
Right? We cannot act like it's not there because for anyone with this with this issue, it absolutely is there. So we have to deal with it mm-hmm. in order to like get this thing done. You know me. You know me, Stephanie. I'm like once and for all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like yeah. I, like at, when you work like I don't want to. I don't want if you have to go back and revisit this thing. It needs to be something totally bigger and badder and different than that. Like it needs to be a different kind of problem. Because we need, we should be able to like really get to the root of this thing, so that every time it comes up again, you're able to handle it in a different and healthier way. And so you really, and what you just said, I'm just reflecting to you what you just shared with us, which is that I can be angry and sad about some things, about the real things that have happened, and it's necessary, and that part doesn't last forever. So as I'm reflecting mm-hmm. back to you, what you just said to me. What are you hearing about the process for you? Like, was any other comments about that? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I feel like that's, a, that's proof that therapy works. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and also just, you have to confront this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's really, yeah, there's no way around it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's an uncomfortable process and it's, you're going to feel resistance mm-hmm. and you just have to keep going because it, it is worth it. What were you expecting or hoping for in the process? And what'd you actually get? Um, so I had never done group therapy before and I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, I, I just kind of assumed that, it would be similar to attending CODA meetings where everyone would share a little bit about what's going on and then maybe there'd be a theme for the day and then we'd all go home. But um, with group, it was, yeah, much more intensive. Um, I mean, you gave us homework, which was actually really great. Um, And yeah, it was more like a class and that's how I started approaching it. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think you've said this before, but yeah, you get out of it what you put in. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do the work and show up to all the groups, then Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be extremely satisfied. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a a cakewalk. It's, it's hard work. Um, so just like, I would say know that going in that you're going to have to, stretch yourself but it's a, it's a good thing yeah and you do a great job at helping us um stretch ourselves and so yeah i really yeah. appreciate that i appreciate you saying that um yeah the like it's like you gotta do the homework it's because it's, it's like the, the the group the two hours is like it's about understanding what happens outside of all of those two hours. <laughs> like that's what the group is. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's right. really putting like the language, the identifications on it, the acknowledging the, the, the being able to understand how you relate to the concepts, but you, that you, in order to really get the most out of that, you have to be really mindful outside of group. Like, it, cause it's about every, it's about mm-hmm. your, it's about your life. Like the two hours is a very right. different part of your life than all of the other hours in the week. So, but what we're doing in those two Mm -hmm. hours is understanding all of the other hours, which is your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I appreciate you saying that because, like, you've really got to do some things. Um, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I have anything yeah. else to add to it. It, it is a lot. Um, it is a lot. Yeah. And the more that I do these groups, the more that I'm like mindful and careful about uh, trying to like, like preparing people before about things, like making sure mm-hmm. that you do the homework outside, trying to do it outside of like within the hour of group, for example, because it is so mm-hmm. much to process. And there, there are so many things that happen even within a week that you're able to relate to the homework and to, to what we talk about in group mm-hmm. that like you, you do yourself a disservice if you don't do it. Like, I mean, I don't, I just right. can't say enough. Like you literally cannot just count on the two hours of group. Like it's just not that. So. Right. Yeah. It's like an intensive, how long is it? Six, six, six weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was like constantly on my mind, uh, during those six weeks, I was thinking about the homework throughout the week and then, yeah. And then being able to talk about it, um, during group was amazing. It was so helpful. Let's say that you could guarantee that listeners walk away with one thing in particular. What do you want it to be? Um, I would say, lean into the resistance like whenever you feel triggered or you're feeling uncomfortable that is a signal to pause and Mm. observe what's happening like I've learned throughout this process like there are so many times that I was reacting to things in the present that were from my past that had nothing to do with what was actually happening in the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also think therapy is a great place to explore that too. When you're ha- feeling triggered or feeling uncomfortable, that's when you want to pause and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> you'll gain so much clarity that way yeah. by just slowing down slowing down oh my gosh how many times will we say it it's such a it's it's such a paradox because we want to rush to get to the solution we're like i just want it to be done i don't want to feel this way anymore how do i do it how do i do it how do i do it and you see that the answer ultimately every single client says the same thing (laughs) okay every single person i say the same thing every single time where it's like it's literally the, that's the, that's, it's a paradoxical answer. It's that actually you have to slow down. Actually, you have to stop doing so many things and replace them with other things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about rushing ahead. It's about right. slowing down and seeing all of the choices that you have to make. It's seeing, it's being able to identify your own resistance to be able to combat your own defensiveness to be able to call yourself out because I'm like, you, you I can't be there outside. Mm-hmm. Of, we have one hour yeah. in the week and one on one, right? <laughs> we have one hour. If you're doing that in group at the same time, we got three hours together in a week. I own, we, you have so many other hours that were, you, where I'm not there. So nobody's there to, 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 to do anything with you. You're, you're it. You've got to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be able yeah. to notice when you're going down like the slippery slope. You've got to be able to notice when you are behaving out of that past issue and bringing it into the present. You've got to be able to call yourself out and be like, this is not happening. So now what do I do? All of those things you've just mm-hmm. gotten so good at. Um, wow. Yeah. 
Thank you. You're really just like, I mean, you're like, yeah. this is like the secure attachment, like whole glossary. You're like, just, you're just hitting so many, like of the big main points and the small ones too. So it just shows that you've really like internalized it all. Well, I love hearing that. <laughs> it's a different is, mindset. Yeah. This is amazing. I, yeah. And I do, I really feel like I have a completely different mindset and, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's so much more relaxed, right? It's like, okay, like, actually, yeah. like, I can, I can relax. Okay, I have one more question before we go. Yeah. One more question that is that that I don't, I don't. You probably weren't expecting. Okay, so here we go. Um, are you ready? Can I ask you this question that you were not prepared for? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, in terms of relationship of whatever kind, what's different? Um, I am, oh, I'm, I'm so much more present in my relationships. Um, I am not, I don't feel like I'm reacting from the past and I yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like I'm more present with yeah. everyone in my life, and so I'm. Yeah, I'm just I'm not reacting from old stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. It just clears, um, clears up. Sorry, go ahead. Finish that thought. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I was saying. I was like, I think I interrupted you. Was there some? Was there a? Was there another part of that thought that you wanted to add? Oh no, just that I'm more present mm-hmm. in my relationships, and yeah, I thought that's just been extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. That's and that that encompasses so much: being present in relationship, being able to actually experience the person in front of you regardless of what kind of relationship it is just being able to mm-hmm. like very clearly see that person and then that allows them to very clearly see us we just get rid of the delusions <laughs> we get rid of the distortions mm-hmm. those are big those are words that I say often right like we need to get mm-hmm. rid of the distortions so that we're experiencing true yeah. reality I mean I think you can see in this work that we have been running around with some version of reality that is so catastrophic, negative, and unreal. Um, And it's not until someone you actually get into the work, whether it's with me or somebody else who's qualified to do it, that you're able to act. Cause we, we don't, we can't see how we're being unreal in our own unreal mindset. (laughs) Like you can't actually until you make it known until you say like, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm experiencing the world. And are willing to and are willing to be wrong until you do that. You're just running around with delusion, and you can't even you can't correct yourself if you don't know that there's something to correct. But you can't you can know oh, that there's exactly. an issue by witnessing the outcomes in your own life, right? So I guess this is truly mm-hmm. my last question, Stephanie. You're doing so well, honestly. This is so good and clear that I keep thinking. I'm like, wow, this is you can help other people. I think too. I want to. Um, oh. I have a question then. So with that. So knowing that we can't see our own blind spots, knowing that we cannot correct 
what we do not know needs to be corrected because we have literally convinced ourselves that whatever unreal thing is in our mind, whatever distortion that we've been carrying around, we've convinced ourselves that it's real and it's justified. And so, and so, and I'm, and so I'm saying to that, that until we get into this kind of work, we cannot correct those things. So then I'm saying that Mm -hmm. you, instead you can see that how basically that, that problem is manifested. That's how we know there's an issue. And so this is kind of where we started this conversation when I asked, how did you know that something was going on? Um, so let's, we're going to end it that way too. What are the things that someone might be experiencing in their life that is telling, that is, that is screaming out to them, that is telling them, that is whispering to them, whatever degree it is, that something here is wrong. What might they, might, what might they be experiencing, um, that is a manifestation of these blind spots or delusions or non-realities? I think, um, I mean, I think, well, for me, it was chronic disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I was doing, thought I was doing things right and seeing a therapist and, but still, like I said earlier, just not getting any kind of resolve. I was expressing all of, yeah, how these problems manifested in my life, but I didn't know what to do to correct that. And I wasn't getting any guidance in that area. Um, so I, all I was doing was expressing my reality and, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't getting any solutions. Um, yeah. And I, I just think that I got to a point where I was like, I, <laughs> I need something else. I need something different this isn't working for me. Um, and it took me a long time. I was pretty much doing the same thing for the last 10 years. Um, and yeah, you and I have been working together for a little less than a year and I feel, I mean, yeah, just the tools that you've provided me, I just, it's invaluable. Um, Yeah, I'm. I don't, I'm not really sure what else to say. I think that I think you said it all. <laughs> what I yeah, I think you said it all. That oh, feeling yeah. of being chronically disappointed, feeling stagnant, is telling us that there mm-hmm. is something else. There's something left undone. Like that is not a normal yeah. or healthy state. That is obviously not healthy, right? But it's also not actually your mm-hmm. normal. Even though you were doing it for ten years, it still doesn't mean that it's normal. Like mm-hmm. that is that feeling of like of wanting that feeling of I could be happier, that feeling of what else is mm-hmm. there is real. And what you're describing over this whole conversation yeah. today, like that's what you are sharing with us underlying all of it is that that feeling that there's something else is real. And if you just are, if you persist in getting the solution, you will get it and make the right choices as best as we can get with the people that can help us right? As much as you can qualify someone, mm-hmm. pre-qualify someone to do. But if you're not getting those kinds of results, if you're not feeling as clear as Stephanie is sounding today, there is something left undone because the way that you started is not the way that you finished. And so we found those things that were left undone and just didn't let go of them until they were extracted. And so now we're here. Yeah. So amazing job, yep. Stephanie. Thank you. So This is really, really good. I think you're going to hear this back and just, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what you think about it when you hear your stuff. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah. It sounds really good, I'll say, to me. And you, I'm just really, really happy for you. And um, I appreciate you sharing uh-huh. everything that you shared with us today. Thank you so much, Taylor. This is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) And we are out of here. Thank you so much for listening in. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your growth that you shared with us on this episode. Thank you. Uh, You all know where to find those links in the show notes below and on my Instagram on site. I am TaylorChandler.com. If this podcast is helping you out, if you are appreciating the work, if you want to show some love, yes, I pass around the offering bucket. And my cash app is below. It's dollar sign Tay Chand, T-A-Y-C-H-A-N-D, Tay Chand. My PayPal is my email address, taylor at threshcoach.com. Those are linked below. I so appreciate everyone who has given over time. Thank you so much for valuing and appreciating the work. And I hope to see you all, hear you all, speak to you all, get with you all next week.